Hour number three of the Get Right with Reggie KG on your home of the American League champions. Texas Rangers right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. That's right. Chris Strong holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckbreak.com text line 877-811-1053, if you want to get in on the conversation coming up in just a moment via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Jared Sandler going to be joining us here to give us his thoughts on the Rangers back in the fall classic for the first time since 2011 at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula. If you want to get at us on Twitter, quick update on what's happening in Philadelphia. Diamondbacks up three to two going into the bottom uh, of the, or excuse me, the top of the seventh yep. inning uh, as the Diamondbacks are looking to get back to the World Series. Stars up four to one with 3.50 left in the third period on the road against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Stars scoring all the goals as they customarily do on the get right. Uh, That's with, right. With four goals. Because, Reg, what, what's your expectation every time the Stars take the ice? Seven four, them things. Se- at least seven of them. You're not going to lose if you score seven goals. Well, I mean, every now and then. Usually pretty good odds. I said what I said. <laughs> right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. You can find him on Twitter, at Jared Sandler, with every single receipt that you could find this season Jared Sandler joining us right here on the Get Right. Jared, what's going on? What's up? You guys like that? I, you know, I just, I, I have admitted recently that, you know, I, I maybe should take an L on Deion Sanders. I thought that his, uh, his coaching career at a Power 5 conference would be a joke. Now, they might not win another game all year, but it does seem like there is potential that he could actually do something over there, but he's big on keeping receipts. And so in honor of Dion, I figured, you know what? I'm going to keep receipts and I don't think it's going to change anything. But the thing that I can't stand more than anything on Twitter, the reason why to me, I have a love hate relationship with Twitter, the people who go on Twitter with zero accountability and they just fire off, you know, these, these takes or, you know, they want to take shots. They want to puff their chest and act tough. Like, yeah, you guys suck. You're never going to pop champagne. You know, all that stupid stuff. All right. Then let's – you're going to come out with that take? You want to be strong like that? Let's see how strong you are in a week, two weeks, a month. So, I, uh, you know, I, I, I just keep some stuff on a, on a little note. And, uh, you know, sometimes they end up getting deleted. Sometimes they end up going, uh, you know, going on the most recent episode of Keeping Receipt. So, uh it was nice to produce that and, and put that out there today. Trust me. I've been sitting on some of those for quite some time. And I'll also tell you, there were about 30, 40 others that, you know, I didn't want to be like too obnoxious and use all of them. So, oh, come on, Jared. Uh, I, held, look, I held some back. His look, bookmark game is strong, clearly. Jared, I appreciate that keep receipts. <laughs> but, you know, you say you don't like uh, the lack of accountability, which you don't like more as a Houston Astros. So right now, because I know you and because I thought it'd be funny, Chris, if you could help me out. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, Jared, but that is the uh, the instrumental to one of the greatest diss tracks of all time, "Ether" by Nas. And I just I'm, I just want to give you a little space to cut as what they would say uh, a, a a promo. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Can you can you just get, real quick give us a little uh, bit of your Astros diss track, right quick? ISO. Wait, is this is this is this? Are you asking me to freestyle? All right, you don't have to freestyle, but, you know, just go ahead and cut a promo right quick. Well, tell me, tell no, them how no, you feel me, about let me, it. Let me see what I can do, all right? Oh, don't Listen, get yourself in fine. trouble now. Yeah, come on, Jerry. Yeah, come no, on no, with no. it now. All right, hold on. This is going to be the worst thing you guys have ever heard. Let me try and let me try catch this beat. 
Not that it matters because I can't stay on beat you don't anyway. Have to cast the beat Actually, period. I don't think you should cast a beat yeah, beat because it's going to be like over the phone. Just talk all delay. the blank that you want to talk all right now. That's what I was looking for. My right name there. is Jay Book. The Rangers win in the AL. The Astros got nothing. Martin Maldonado go to. Oh, I said no. I probably shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I'm gonna drop a word I shouldn't drop. I'm gonna say something I shouldn't say. Listen, here's the deal. All right, the Astros have dominated the American League. They dominated the AL West. Everyone knows that. But it was never going to be a forever thing. And, uh, you know, I think maybe they got one more year competing uh, for, you know, the American League West. They just they got they got to make a lot of moves that they want to, uh, you know, keep this up for the next several years because they don't really have a whole lot left in the tank. They got, you know, Jordan Alvarez might be the best hitter on the planet, but he also doesn't have any knees. And you just wonder about the sustainability of his health. No, I don't mean that. Like not no shot. knees, like Jerry. He said you ain't got no, uh, ain't got no you know, knees, bro. Yeah, no, but he, you know, he's and 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 Kyle Tucker is disgruntled. He wants an extension. You disgruntled right. ass, Kyle Tucker, in your face. That's right. Yeah, there you go. See, I, KG's my hype hype man here in the back. Uh, I, I just think that that this series was a a passing of the torch. Uh, Pass that torch, damn it, Dusty. Hand it over. Hand it over. Pass the sticks. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they decided to kick Dusty into retirement and, you Go know, to the boat, Dusty, about, enjoy the links. Hey, the Astros have never won a World Series in which, uh, you know, in a year in which the Rangers make the playoffs alongside of them. They How about really them apples? That, yeah. They, when have they actually gone toe to toe with the Rangers in a year in which the Rangers were competitive and gotten the job done? Not never. Competitive in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean. Obviously, it would have been nice to be competitive in some of those years, but they weren't. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, the Astros were talking a lot of crap. You know, we celebrate this. We don't celebrate that. You know, they really wanted to be like the celebration monsters. Well, Take that, I that mean, Taggart dude, whatever your I'll, name is. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's a wedding I can't go to this weekend, but if any of the Astros want to go, they can celebrate at that wedding because they don't have anything else on their Don't account. bring no Not lame a, gift either. Not a thing to celebrate. Ain't that a... <laughs> You got any more? You got any more? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I, I was uh, the seventh best freestyler on the Green Hill Varsity men's basketball team. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. We would, no, no, we would freestyle on the bus. And my man Alvin, who actually just got married this past weekend, uh, came up with my, my freestyle name, Jay Boogie. Uh, but, I'm, you know, I'm rusty. I haven't. It's been a long time. Well, okay. you, need, you need to dust off the cobwebs a little bit. I don't you know. know. I don't know that you so should encourage him in that endeavor. No, if, no, the, if the Rangers win the if the Rangers win the World Series, I will come on here and I will I will freestyle at least like I don't know sixteen. I, you I got about 16 16 you got, he probably got a hot eight. You got a hot eight, hot eight bars for yeah. us. We, okay. Yeah, we can go. We can go eight bars. Okay. If the Rangers win the World Series. Okay. okay. Very good. I, right. Honestly, I just wanted you to cut a wrestling promo and just you know he wasn't gonna be able to do that. He what do you mean be able? What do you mean? Wifey, wifey's a little tired, and uh, <laughs> I got the the dog. You know, Cooper's. I just, I you know, I, I I've been doing. I'm on fumes. I mean, you know, we got in at like three or four in the morning. I don't know. And Sean and RJ uh, got the nerve to call you up this morning. Hey, Jerry, get on the get, get on the phone. Yeah, I I did some yelling with them, and <laughs> um, uh, the yelling. I don't know. You know, I I. I just had some ice cream, so like you know, I, I'm kind of dropping a lot of please. Right a lot, now, a lot of it's cool. Yeah. We'll let you live. We'll let them have it because yeah, right. you you have been on quite the emo- emotional roller coaster yes. through all of this. So. By the way, Jared Sandler joining us here. Yeah, on the get right. 
think we probably should say that. That's right. All right, there's a few things I want to ask you with the time remaining, That is, seeing as I wasted about eight minutes trying to get no, you, that to, was great. Trying that to, get was you great. to cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, uh, we just got done asking the question, like, when did you really and truly believe in the, mm. in the heart of hearts that this was, like, a real possibility? Because, obviously, there's something to be said for, oh, you know, you can win a World Series, but when you get to that point where you're like, oh, I see it. For me, it was either game one or two um, in the divisional series when they beat uh, the Orioles. Jared, do you have a – does a time come to mind for you when you were like, okay, I truly believe that this team could be World Series bound? So the, I'll answer it in two ways. One – over the course of a baseball season, really any any season, we 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 recognize all the warts, right? Uh, and I, I realized this as the Rangers were struggling in the second half. We would go, you know, to face the Twins or heck the Diamondbacks or this team or that team, and you know, we'd be like, yeah, you know, this team that you know in rough shape. And but the the guys and gals who covered the other team were like, gosh, I'm looking at your number. I mean, you guys are like a juggernaut and you realize that your season is not defined by these, you know, short stretches in the regular season. Now a short, bad stretch in the postseason can totally derail, uh, derail things, but you forget that like for them to have done some of the things that they did, you got to be a pretty special team. And so I don't think I did a good enough job of, of realizing that, you know, in the middle of the, the regular season, but, I guess to me, I, I'd go around the same time. Uh, I just think when they put away Baltimore and swept them and the way they did it, it's like, wait a second. They just they just won five straight against uh, two teams that want to combine 200 games. Like, uh, you can say this or say that, or they, you know, they were hot or what, but like, you got it. That's not easy to do. Uh, and I just think the other thing too, in, in reflection of this series, yet another example of this team getting knocked down and getting back up. And I think for a long time, we kept asking the question, well, why does this team keep getting knocked down? Or, you know, good teams don't get knocked down like this, uh, or, you know, making that statement instead of making the statement of, no, no, great teams are able to get back up. And, and, you know, why are they, or how are they able to keep getting back up? And they did it again against Houston. uh, And, you know, Houston, you can say what you want, but Houston has had their number. And after they lost game five, it the script was written. A lot of people thought that script was written, and uh, they decided to, to bring an alternate ending to the table. Jared, it felt like as I was watching game six and seven, particularly game seven, as things were coming to a close, and you're starting to realize that the Rangers are going to the World Series, the image that I kept getting and coming to my mind, and you could appreciate the reference or maybe, maybe not, uh, it felt like the Rangers were the Undertaker. Like they snatched okay. the souls of the Astros in games six and seven. Did you think that he didn't know who the Undertaker was? Yeah, actually I did. Wow. Uh, no, the Undertaker and Kane, they're like brothers, right? That's there right. you go, see? That's right. Okay. Huh. I'm, I'm yeah. a little more credit than what I initially thought, but that's okay. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, Kane was red, had the red and black stuff, the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, supposedly from like hell, that. and then Kane he ended up on. just being a bald dude. I don't know what happened Oh, there. right. Yeah, and, it, then he started, it, he, and then he ran for office in Tennessee. That's right. He actually is the mayor of a small Tennessee town. But anyway, uh, this is neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, the idea being, though, after game five, and what Altuve did in getting the Astros up three games to two for the resiliency of this team to not win game six, not just game six, but then ultimately close it out in game seven. What can you say to describe how this team has continuously picked themselves up off the mat time after time after time? 
I don't know what I don't know how to like describe it. I, I don't I don't know how to answer for it other than to say that is a big part of this team's identity. And someone asked, you know, I've been asked a ton actually, you know, like why? So what do you attribute? I, I think Bruce Bochy deserves credit. I think Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager deserve credit. I think Robbie Grossman and Brad Miller deserve credit. Uh, I think, and, and you know, those are some unsung guys in terms of that. I, and I think then you also got to look at the young guys, right? Josh Young and Evan Carter are wired in a way where they, on the surface, appear as if this stuff doesn't phase them. And then when you roll them out there, it doesn't phase them at all. You know, it just it, I, I don't know. I, it, it's fascinating. These are the things, and I know Reg and I have had these conversations before. These are the things that, like, these are separators. It's just they're tough to measure them, and I don't know how to measure it, but this team has done it all year long, and maybe the regular season helped equip them for this because they got, you know, they got punched in the face a number of times in the regular season. Uh, but here in the postseason, that, you know, that Jose Altuve home run, that was a – that was an Ivan Drago or Ivan Drago haymaker uh, that sent Rocky to the mat. And the only reason you know Rocky's getting up is because you know Rocky Four is not ending after 70 minutes. We got another <laughs> 20, 25 minutes. You know what I mean? That's the only reason Rocky got up because they had a – and so – but it's just such an impressive part of this team. And it's a big reason why they are where they are. There's no doubt about it. Uh, at the risk of just throwing off a clock, and I don't care because I really want to yeah, appreciate. I want to appreciate the 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 emotion of this. Mm. You having an opportunity to cover this team at this high level, and it seemed like obviously this team finds knows how to enjoy themselves when they've accomplished something. What was the most fulfilling of the interviews that you were able to do on 105 through the Fan and the Rangers Radio Network yesterday, as this team clinches the ALCS or wins the ALCS pennant? Uh, okay. I'm going to give you, I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. I'm going to give you three answers here. Okay. One interviewing Evan Carter, because I think he represents a lot of, uh, what has allowed this organization to be in the position they're in. And that is identifying talent and, and starting to do a much better job of developing that talent. Uh, also it, it indirectly, like all of the haters, you know, he, he embodies that. But the cool part about the interview was getting him to talk about Brad Miller. Because mm. on any team, there are guys who are going to just, you know, play their way into the spotlight. And then there are guys who are going to be in the background or behind the stage, so to speak. And they just don't get they're – not, they're not ever going to get the credit that they deserve. And Brad Miller deserves all the credit uh, that is thrown his way for the impact he has had – and developing the culture and being a part of, you know, this clubhouse in a positive way. And I know he had a huge influence on Evan Carter. And so to be able to help tell those stories, I think is really, really neat, especially around this time. Uh, number two, Chris Young, uh, Chicago, first road trip of the season, getting a slice of pizza with Chris Young. And we were talking about, how, you know, the Astros had all these guys in the World Baseball Classic and they had this run of, you know, extending their season for so long. And like, gosh, you know, my thought was maybe they're going to, you know, run out of steam and I don't love the idea that all their pitchers were in the WBC and blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, taking a step back, that didn't really seem to get them, to be honest with you. They, they seemed to weather that to, to some degree. But he just kind of had this calm look and said, 
we're going to beat them. You know, we're, we're better. And this is all the way back in April. And the Rangers had that chance in the regular season, didn't. But then beat them when it counted the most. And just to kind of re- recapture that conversation and, and bring it to the forefront was cool. And then the third one actually didn't hit air, but it was just a, a quick embrace and exchange with Corey Seager. Um, you know, I, I, I remember when Corey – uh, was 19 years old in the Midwest League, broadcasting for the Great Lakes Loons when he played for the Great Lakes Loons. And, you know, I got a chance to kind of follow his journey from afar and then for him to come back here and get to watch this guy that I used to broadcast and, and get to do it again, um, it was really cool. And, you know, we've, you know, we, we have shared a lot of stories and, and, and moments uh, here the last couple of years. And, you know, he is a super competitive guy. He gets you know, talked about like he doesn't care, you know, the stoicism, all that. I hope you guys saw his reaction on his home run yesterday in the first inning. Tell me that guy doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> he might be the most competitive guy in that clubhouse. And for him to come over here from the Dodgers, take a chance, and to help put this organization in that position, we just had a quick little, you know, embrace. And it was uh, and that was really fulfilling. And that was really neat to see guys like that accomplish goals at that stage. For him to go from like the fifth wheel in, in you know in Los Angeles to the lead dog here in in Texas and to be able to do these things that's that's pretty cool. The Rangers are back in the World Series for the first time since 2011. They are awaiting the winner between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies, where Zach Wheeler has had to come in to try and stop the bleeding, and he does as the Diamondbacks now go to the bottom of the seventh up four to two. The uh, little engine that could in Arizona on the brink of potentially waking the World Series. Jared, thank you so much for the time. Go get some rest. Please get some rest. You, you still got work to do. You got a lot of work to do ahead of yourself for the World Series coming up, my guy. Fellas, I appreciate it. Rangers fans out there, I hope you guys are enjoying the heck out of this because this is a whole lot of fun. You better thank the Rangers, Rangers also for keeping you away from that that run where you're gonna you're gonna get these buckets from me. It's gonna happen eventually, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I don't I don't want any broken noses. I don't know if you told that story. <laughs> I have not. I have not. Nose breaking incident. <laughs> I'll have to tell it next time we get you on. You gotta have to do it now. Oh no! All right. <laughs> See ya. Bye, Jared. There he goes. Jared Stanley going to join us here on the Get Right. Coming up next. Uh, some of the biggest questions heading into the 23-24 season, including if the Lakers will ever win a game. Some of the biggest questions heading into the 2023-24 NBA season as the NBA has tipped off for its newest regular season. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the American League champion Texas Rangers and Game 1 of the World Series as your Texas Rangers back in the fall classic for the first time since 2011 after destroying the Houston Astros in seven games, particularly in game seven. Um, We're going to go inside the gray area coming up here in about 13 minutes where I've got a question for you two gentlemen that I'll tease now and again a little bit later on. Uh, When's that one time that you realize that you got got? Never. I don't get God. Ponder on that. Truckbird.com text line 877-811053. When's, when did my, you realize that you got God? I keep my head on a swivel. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, DJ Envy certainly didn't, but anyway. Well, <laughs> he was getting people. Anyways. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 940. Uh, let's talk a little NBA, though, here. Hoop. Hoop. 
if you don't, if you if this is your first time ever listening to the Get Right, one thing that you're going to get a heavy dose of on this show is hoop talk because we good love some. And that's that's right. Uh, we love ourselves some hoop. And the Dallas Mavericks get on the floor tomorrow for their first regular season game of this new NBA season. Uh, Luka Doncic is questionable going into tomorrow. Now he is. He don't play. I, I think so. Um, he spoke to the media today about his calf injury that he's dealing with. Uh, doesn't feel any soreness, but he's still trying to gauge on how he's ultimately going to feel going into tomorrow night. But I'm with you. I think he, I think he plays tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the the ways that the NBA has instituted uh, these game uh, restrictions when it comes to the amount of games you need to play in order to be considered for big time NBA awards. And understanding Luka Doncic, he's going to have some legitimate injuries as well mm-hmm. over the course of the season. I think you know planning for that. If he's ready to go, he's going to have to go, which is kind of stinks. And he does a lot. I don't want to make it sound like he he sits a lot when he's not capable of going. But, you know, the, the few times where they're trying to stretch him out and make sure that he has enough rest, those are probably just going to have to go by the wayside, unfortunately. Anyways. Uh, real quick shout-out to the Denver Nuggets. He had a 119-107 win as they open up and defend their championship. Uh, some of the biggest questions, though, heading into this NBA season. This comes from uh, David Aldridge. Of uh, the athletic, mm-hmm. longtime NBA writer, terrific NBA writer. Uh, and the first question that he has <laughs> can the Nuggets do it again? Yeah. And if there's anything that proved tonight, they look well on their way to uh, being a team that will be at the very top of the Western Conference again this season. Yeah, man. They, they have the best player in the world by most people in most uh, people in the know's estimations. Um, and then also, like, they have a lot of continuity, particularly when it comes to their starters. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of the know-how. They have also some continuity when it comes to some some players on their bench that maybe didn't factor in but have an opportunity to factor in. Like, Reggie Jackson didn't play a lot. He came in at the trade deadline last year. And Reggie Jackson is a quality veteran guard, point guard in this league. The one thing about that is a little bit questionable is that they went the route of maybe not um, – you know, vet minimum type players to help fill this out. They decided to go with kind of the mid-level, you know, re-signing of some of their players. They took a bet on like the likes of Zeke Naji, and now they're they're giving those types of guys opportunities, and they've paid them obviously for a certain amount of years. So, uh, do those guys develop and produce in the ways that you need them to? When it comes down to it, as you're going to need more than just seven players over the course of a season, that is going to be the ultimate thing I think that decides this. And I guess the bigger thing is. Can Jamal Murray again get to the place where he gets to f- even further his his opportunity and his you know his capabilities with this team to where it's not as much depending on Nikola Jokic and now you have uh, uh, an even more elevated uh, secondary scorer and secondary playmaker and all those things in Jamal Murray. Check this out from Aldridge and what he writes here real quick. He says, "Quote: The Nuggets remind me of the 2010-2011 Dallas Mavericks." led by an equally great Dirk Nowitzki who beat LeBron and the Super Friends on their own floor to win the finals. Unfortunately, that Dallas team never really got a chance to defend its championship. Mark Cuban didn't resign. Tyson Chandler, who went to the Knicks, of course. The 2011 lockout delayed the start of the following season and really hurt veteran teams like Dallas depreciating their continuity. Dwayne Casey, an assistant to, of course, Rick Carlisle and the top architect of their defense, went and went to the Raptors. Similarly, Denver lost Bruce Brown, mm-hmm. their Swiss Army knife there. But almost everyone of note in the mile high is returning, as you've mentioned. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting the parallel that he draws to that particular team and the singular star that they have 
around with Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, uh, Christian Braun taking a more elevated role this year now that Bruce Brown is is out of there. So, yep. Um, The only thing about that is they kept their team together. They did. Well, we'll skip right past. Yep. Is James Harden still a 76 about a trade deadline? That's a great question. I have no (laughs) earthly idea. Now, he's away right now as he is tending to apparently his ill mother, uh, according to reports. So Mm -hmm. he's currently still away from the team as the regular season is underway now. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, We've gotten to a point in the James Harden thing where I'm not even going to talk about the dude who always wants out part of this. The part of this is like he is not the same level of superstar. And he doesn't have as many suitors. It seems like there's one suitor is the Los Angeles Clippers, and That's they right. do not want to give up what they do not want to get up. And Daryl Morey seems to be in a place, the the you know president of basketball operations for the 76ers, where he wants to extract a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know if we get to the trade deadline and the Clippers are pressed by the idea of we need to make sure that we get a win in this Paul George, Kawhi Leonard window, so let's go get him. But I think... The, do you it, really it, think Terrence Mann is going to really preclude them from trading for James Harden? Because I feel like in the end, they'll lament and move on from uh, Terrence, Terrence Mann. Mann. I think Terrence Mann is a nice player. Now, he's not like entirely I young. I say I relent and move on from Yeah, I, I got what you meant. Thank uh, you. But he is he's 27 years old. But, I mean, you still have more of a future with him than you do with James Harden. And then James Harden also, like, you'd be bringing him in, in theory, to help trying to reach the highest levels. And the problem with James Harden is that we've seen him disappear in those big moments. So you would still, in theory, be depending on the likes of, hey, Kawhi Leonard, can you get this done in those big moments? So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why you would feel like you have to give up a ton in addition to remembering that as of right now, James Harden would be a rental. He's a free agent at the end of this year. And so I, I think he would sign a long-term deal with them. But do they want to sign the long-term deal that exactly he wants to sign? Yeah, and if you trade for him, you would have to. All the, all those things come into factor. So I I don't I have no idea. This is one of those things that I have not gotten any clarity on, and I think most of the smart basketball people seem to not have clarity on. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll find out as we go, I guess. I, I see you, Sean. I, I didn't realize you're the Kansas fan. So it, it is Christian Brown. It is Christian Brown. Brown, I, Brown. I just didn't want to be the jerk. No, that's fine. You could have It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Look, I'm I'm very keep each other the accountable jerk, here. This so I, it was one of those times where I was like, I'll let you live. But it, it is, is Brown. Brown. It is Brown. It gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Um, last one that we'll explore here, because I find this one very interesting. Biggest non-Dame impact in his new digs. Bradley being in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet in Houston. Sure. Or the idea that Boss is going to hinge their championship hopes on Christoph Porzingis starting at center. I think it's got to be the Celtics. Right? Like, this is the this is the highest level of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, assuming that you get most of what you saw in Washington, that's a very distinct, different type of team that you've gotten with the ability to stretch with it when it comes to that big. And uh, hopefully an ability to, you know, anchor the defense, which you already had. But, yeah, that's 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 the one that's going to be on the highest level. Now, the tough part is, like, trying to figure out who's going to be the biggest impact. Because I don't necessarily think that's going to be Bradley Beal. I think it might be Fred Van Vliet. Like, that was a team of a whole bunch of young cats in Houston. But none of them know, knew how to be, like, NBA professionals in a real way. Fred Van Vliet came in to be the adult in the room. They brought a lot of grown-ups in the room for and, that team. 
look, whatever you want to, you know, believe in preseason basketball is up to you. You can take that with as many grain of rice as you want to. They do seem like, in a very small sample size, they look more grown up, more cohesive, and look like an actual basketball team instead of a collection of interesting young talent. I tried to tell you what the hell Emei Odoka can coach. Okay? You know, whatever he got going on in his personal life, that's another conversation. But it seems like as a basketball coach, I think he understands how to get the most out of his players. And if he has these kinds of grown-ups in the room – this is a team that I'm not saying they're going to be a, a definite top six team or even a top eight team, but they do feel like a team that should be uh, in the playing conversation for sure. And a team that you may not necessarily want to, you know, take too lightly, uh, given some of the talent that they do have on that team. And a great, great uh, addition here from the 817, Drew Holiday being added to the Celtics as well is going to be huge because. That's going to be a dude who can, you know, take the primarily take the defensive uh, assignment. And then also, like, you know, those moments where you had Jalen Brown get coughing up the ball because he's not a ball handler. Drew Holiday is a really good secondary ball handler Mm -hmm. in those ways. I I think that those things are going to be really additive. And he's, you know, really good, you know, um, shot maker as well. And I would take him over Marcus Smart. And that's basically the change that they had there. How how hard are we going to laugh when? Drew Holiday locks up Dame Lillard on the way to the Eastern Conference. Oh, I'm I'm all for Schadenfreude. That's that's <laughs> going to be hilarious. Um, the thing that's interesting about the Dame Lillard thing is like, all right, you lock up Dame Lillard. Is that are you are do you now still have enough people to build a wall for? Uh, hey, Chris Stops, can you uh, handle that Giannis thing? Because that that might be a problem. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You want to get one more in here? We got time for one more. I think we can slide one more in here. All right. Um. Can Memphis survive John Morant's twenty-five game suspension? Because you know where I stand. You know where I stood as recently as like three days ago. Yeah, I was in the. Yeah, that's fine. They're going to be able to survive that. The Stephen Adams, the injury that he was dealing with, apparently did not heal in the non-surgical way that they had hoped. So he's going to have surgery, and it's a season-ending surgery. And you'll note that the season is only starting tonight. And. The big reason why they've been able to, you know, sustain through the John Morant injuries in the past, they've been a very good rebounding team, very good defensive team, all those things. Steven Adams is maybe like the single player that affects all that the most, in addition yeah. to like playing center so that Jaron Jackson doesn't have to, so he mm-hmm. can play in the power forward and roam around and do the things that he does well. Like a lot of this is situated on having a center that you feel really good in, in Steven Adams. And he screens really well, which is something that doesn't get appreciated a lot, but that matters when we were talking about actions that get guys free and you know create um, imbalances in the defense. He's going to be missed a ton. I don't think that they could survive it in the same way. I think they go from being one of these teams that's in like the top six to now. Welcome to the play-in conversation. Like we are all in here in this jumbled mess, trying to see if we can better our seed and give ourselves an opportunity to maybe play our way into the playoffs. I mean, Jared Jackson, reigning Defensive Player of the Year. The question I have is, who's the playmaker on that team at this point? But Who, before John Morant makes it back? Yeah, who's generating offense for them? Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart. But those guys get a lot of their stuff off of the playmaking ability of John Morant. Desmond Bain at Desmond times Bain can, do his stuff. can get his own shot, yeah. but not as consistent enough as you would feel like to where, okay, you can feel comfortable with him you know, taking over games in that kind of way. That's that's where I go with that. Because as good as Marcus Smart has been as a defensive you know guard in this league, 
he's not necessarily a true playmaker. That's always been the knock for him. He's he's gotten better though. Yeah, as being a point guard. Uh, but you would like to have another option. And the idea is for twenty five games, especially if you have the right assortment of players around you that mm-hmm. can kind of help. All right, cool. You can make that. You can make that work. I think that they're losing some of the, you know, those like premier role players that you have, the role players that are foundational. You lose Steven Adams. I think that made that so much more difficult where now you're dealing with leaning on the Salty Aldamas and the David Roddies of the world to be consistent play, uh, consistent contributors. And I don't know if the, how that's going to work for you. You mean to tell me the backup point guard right now? On Xavier Tillman. Uh, no. Derrick Rose? Yeah, they did get Derrick Rose, which, you know what? That's one of those... I wonder if he could, uh, as a dude who's had some issues in the past as a point guard, you know, a talented guy, come and be the adult in the room as well. Your starting five right now in Memphis is Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson, Xavier Tillman at center. Yep. They better pray that they're at least 500 when John Moran gets back. Well, some big NBA questions heading into this NBA season. The Denver Nuggets start off their defense of their championship with a win at home over the Los Angeles Lakers. Good win early on in Golden State, or excuse me, San Francisco. I mean, uh, it is in the Golden State. <laughs> as the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns tied at 28 at the end of one. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area where I pose the question to you, when did you realize you got got? Next on the Get Right. About to go inside the gray area here on your home of the American League champion, Texas Rangers, 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, mm-hmm. Chris Strong holding it down for here on the Get Right tonight. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation coming up to the top of the hour, got your latest headlines on this Tuesday night as we inch closer to having an official World Series matchup as the Diamondbacks right now up 4-2 to two in the top of the eighth with two outs as the Philadelphia Phillies are desperately trying to climb their way back into this game. Trey Turner with a really gorgeous uh, over-the-shoulder catch uh, just now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're not trying to hear all that. Either hit the, hit the ball or get out of my face. Wow. Look, that's what the Phillies have been doing in game six wow. or seven. I mean, it's not I appreciating the other parts of what the Phillies have been bringing in this series. Well, I, I guarantee you what them Philly f- fans will be saying right now is hit the ball again on my face. Mm. Probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go inside the gray area here real quick. The question I pose to you, gentlemen, when did you realize you got got? I bring this question up because I don't know if you've uh, – are you familiar, Chris, with DJ Envy? I'm not. Are you familiar with <laughs> – I don't know why I asked that question. No, keep no, keep asking. <laughs> ask again. Yeah, ask try, try some more. See if it helps. Are you familiar with the show The Breakfast Club? I am. But you don't know who DJ Envy is? Of course he doesn't. I'm fairly familiar. What 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 are you familiar with with The Breakfast Club? I'm interested. <laughs> Do you know? They no, 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 don't help. Well, they have this one guy that asks the most absurd questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Charlemagne the guy? Charlemagne the come guy. on, stop giving it to him. <laughs> oh, well, he said the absurd questions I had. To, like, that's hilarious. That's right. <laughs> so I see those highlights that. Okay. okay. All right. Shout out to Angelique. She's no longer on that show. Of course she's not. She was barely <laughs> on the show when she was there. Damn. Am I wrong? Wow. But did I lie, though? But did I lie? No. Okay. But still, she's got her own syndicated show now. Good for her. Uh, she, more yeah. than I got. You got to get right. And the KC Masterpiece. I don't have syndication on. 
good point. Um, so the reason why I bring this up, DJ Envy's in in trouble. <laughs> that's that's a very nice way of saying it. I, I had to. Uh, he, the feds came knocking. Woo. You're not just in trouble when the feds come. And they got one of his boys. So federal agents in New Jersey arrested a business partner of DJ Envy for alleged uh, real estate fraud. So Caesar Pena featured on his show, The Breakfast Club, was arrested for wire fraud recently. He allegedly defrauded dozens of victims through a Ponzi-like scheme. Mm-hmm. Envy. Ponzi-like, who, huh? That's right. Okay. Whose real name is Rashawn Casey. Uh, was not charged, but many alleged victims claim his celebrity influenced them. Check this out. A source familiar with the investigation told NBC4 that federal agents visited iHeartRadio's offices and seized electronic equipment as part of the ongoing not investigation. Not using the work computers. Br- bruh, they went to the workplace. Uh, DJ Envy's attorney, uh, Massimo D'Angelo, mm-hmm. denied such claims. Envy partnered with Pena to teach on generational wealth and home buying to yep. uplift the community mm-hmm. on the Breakfast Club. Quote, I did these seminars and brought industry professionals to all these seminars, Envy said on his morning show. Now, Caesar, if he took money, I wasn't privy to it, mm-hmm. nor did I even know. Sure. But I do understand how people feel if they did give him Money. All right. Oh, no, we don't have to keep playing this ruse. We don't have time for that. Uh, he's lying, Your Honor. Uh, and you know how I know? There's literally <laughs> videos upon videos yes! upon videos yes! of him. Yes. It's kind of crazy. Like, it's kind of, you, you, you know, we saw you, right? Like, somebody didn't get a hold of DJ Envy. Hey, man, get your ass off these videos, bruh. And the funniest thing, well, that's the, that was the whole reason, the way he did it. <laughs> You know, you know, in order to be a huckster, you got to you got to get people to be hooked, so <laughs> to say. Um, I don't know why I said it like that, but it was fun. To uh, do. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, that's oof, oof, oof. now it can be me. Envy claimed that he uh, uh, empathized with Pena's victims because he allegedly gave him money, mm-hmm. but did not receive a return. He denied stealing from anyone. All right. So like the feds are going to take care of this because like, as I, as I said, and if you don't know this, let me be the person to let you know. If the feds come knocking, please believe they already got paperwork. At the workplace. You're cooked. Um, <laughs> just just a friendly reminder. You're already cooked. Don't don't make it hard on yourself. Um, but the funniest part about this is <laughs> now people are going back in the archives of the Breakfast Club yes. uh, show yes. and getting all the videos yes. of all the various celebrities yes. and guests that they've had yes. that have made fun of DJ Envy to his face on his own program. For his Ponzi scheme. That's right. And it has been hilarious to watch uh, and kind of sad at the same time. So what did we learn? Uh, if you're going to do shenanigans, don't take notes on a criminal criminal conspiracy. And don't do it on the work computer. Why are you doing that on the work? Like you you and your, uh, what's, was it Hugh Freeze that guy got work on the on the work phone? Oh, yeah, with the, the whole. Uh, the ladies yeah, of the night. That's right. <laughs> as I, as I, yeah. I like how you put that, the ladies of the night. It's very fun. I love a good turn of a phrase. But, yes, stop using work communications. You know that they could get in that, right? If they need to. They, <laughs> they, they could c- go find it. <laughs> um, so the question is, when did you know you got God? And some of y'all have come in on the truckrate.com text line, 877-881-1053. Um, this is a, just a funny one in general. From the 972, well, my Apple Maps doesn't know there's construction and detours. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, the, you, 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 I knew you you, met, you got got when you said Apple Maps. 
They've <laughs> they've notoriously not been the best in that way. And I'm not I'm not here doing the Google's better than Apple. You could use Waze if you want to. I don't care. My Just wife hates when I use Apple Waze. Pr- protect yeah. your peace and yeah yeah do that. Um, how did I know I got got mm-hmm. when the the items that I uh I believed that I had bought were nowhere to be found after like a month. I was Wait, like, all right, what? you know what? They got that money. It's cool. Porch pirates. No, just, no, no, no. It's just like, you know, sometimes you'll buy something on the internet. Uh-huh. And you're like, all right, cool. I bought it. You know, I'll, I'll remember. It might have been one of those, like, Instagram where you're like, you see something, you're like, all right, Oh, fine. no. You click the link. Um, oh, and you're no. like, well, that's gone. That's cool. Oh, you know, wow. Monitor, make sure no, no other money goes. <laughs> and you know what? You you, you won. Like, I, I'm actually not the person that gets mad about it. It's like, you know what? Got me. It's cool. Um, I'm usually very vigilant. Like, one of the things that I do in order to prevent that, if I see something, I will go to the website myself. I'm not clicking links for the most part. <laughs> I'll go to the website myself, and it's there. All right, cool. We'll make it work. Uh, but in the past, I have been in a place where it's like, oh, man, that didn't arrive. All right, well, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> uh, for the 214 facts, Apple Maps has me drive delivering to alleys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for the 214, when I got ghosted after a few dates that cost me. That's tough. Um, that's tough, but I mean, look, don't guard your heart. Well, I mean, don't guard your heart, but don't wow. like, don't like heart your heart. You yeah, know, please keep, please. keep trying. You know, I believe, I believe that you'll be able to find who you're looking for. Um, let's see here from the two one four. Oh, we were, when we were paying down debt, mostly her tuition oh, as we no. were getting really serious. Then I found out she was leaving me for someone she was seeing oh no i got got to pay her debt hard for me to trust anyone anymore that's tough six years wasted Oof! i don't know what to tell you in that instance not six years wasted uh from the 817 my first marriage is when i got got lucky luckily i got out of that and found my real ride or die years later okay all right all right success story i guess well let me go ahead and tell y'all when i got swindled okay recently swindled right. that's a good oh, word wow, that's a good one mm-hmm. yeah. i got in my first car accident of oh my life. no first car accident oh, of my life no. doing doordash down in deep ellum all right that might got have been your first mistake barely tapped the dude <laughs> all right dude walks out of the car he is limping the entire way oh yeah oh yeah yeah you said yeah. you said this happened in houston or where no, he, uh, deep, oh, okay. ellum, deep ellum yeah one thing i can tell you houston is the is, I don't know if it is indeed the capital, but it felt to me like the capital of the swoop and stop. Car insurance fraud. You'll get hoodwinked, bamboozled. Let me Led tell you astray. something. Led astray. That's Let, right. Let me tell you something. As an indus- in, insurance industry can professional. You, can you confirm what I said? Uh, yes, one. Okay, very Two, good. Two, I feel bad for you because unfortunately <laughs> that happens all the time. People faking injuries. It's one of my pet peeves in working in this business is the idea that people after a fender bender – Talking about they got a my neck, neck my back, my, my neck, and my back. All of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All of it. And here's the other thing. Five kids in the car, all of them got neck That's right. Neck sprains. Five kids in the car, all of them got knee injuries. All thespians, they all. All of them. <laughs> oh, my neck. Oh, my gosh. I hurt my back. What? Where's the nearest oh, medical no, facility? Oh, no, my medulla oblongata hurts. Like, yo, what? You don't even know what that body part is. Shut the hell up. You don't even know what that is. And I got God. That hurt. Damn. First time. Not as much as his up. leg. True. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Respectfully. Yeah, keep those coming. Yeah. I, really, I was about to read that 2141. I don't leave that one alone. What, from, from Eric? Is that from Eric? Well, it, it says pastry chef Eric, so I'm guessing you meant another one. Oh, you mean that that one? Well, yeah, no, that happens from time to time. Although, you, I, what were you doing? They said they was at the booty club, 
and that's when they got got. But the thing about it is, I mean, you knew what the time was when you went to the booty club unless you was trying to do something outside of the bounds, at which point you earned that one. But, dog, you earned that one. Wait, wait. I'm trying to figure out this one from the person talking about, you know, they got got daily being in retail sales. I don't understand necessarily what's happening here. I'll have to. Is that just having to work in retail? Because I understand that. I mean, I I definitely understand that. Yeah, because I definitely got got working on uh, (laughs) real quick. So I was working at Target when I was in college. God bless your soul. Um, And I got got because when I got to work, now mind this is on Black Friday. Oh, no. You started on Black Friday? So I get to work thinking, you know, I'm going to go back, you know, do my thing as far as, you know, you know, kind of manage whatever. It's like, hey, Kevin, uh, could you come in for a second? I was like, yeah, no problem. What's going on? Uh, you see these tickets over here? I was like, yeah. Uh, can you grab those? Go outside. Oh, y'all was trying to organize the Black Friday chaos? Y'all thought y'all was. <laughs> okay. They said get a single file line or That's something. That's hilarious. It's like, Kevin, Friday. can you go out here? You see these line of people that are standing out here? Not going to happen. I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, can you hand each one of them a ticket? I said, well, what is this for? Uh, you see these TVs. 